Welcome to the Book Bivoli podcast and the centenary episode. It's the hundredth. We've hit a century. Who would have thunk it? When we started, it might have been a hallowed vision. Reaching hundred episodes on a podcast, well, it's not an exclusive territory. Uh, with a podcast run with a resident host, same every time, you can do it. But we envisioned it differently. We wish to have a unique child talking on a different book for every episode. We wanted to give voice to children to have a say for their books, as it should have been always. We wanted to hear their views, reviews, to celebrate the readers in them, to make them known to the world, to let the world know them. That made it special. That made it satisfying. That made us feel proud for all the children, the readers represented, which helped other children to read and read better, of course. What made it more special is to have Miss Parwanand in our celebration of readers, of children, of children's literature. Thank you for making this memorable for all of us. And now it's time for me to introduce her and talk a little about her. But then she does not require an introduction. She's very, very well known. Terrorism, riots, sexual orientation, wars, reality. Subjects we want to introduce to our children, but if we are afraid to, we are scared of it. We don't know how. We are scared of disturbing their sensibilities. We are fearful of unsettling their view of the world. And we are absolutely terrified of the uneasy questions that will follow. Asher in the books by Parwanand, she's not afraid to talk about these difficult topics. She's not found lacking in words to sensitize the young adults in their own language. And she helps us build a healthier society. Why most of the children's author find it best to shun these topics as if they never happened, as if the world is all magical and wizardly, not bad, but it's reality as well. Don't we miss the opportunity to prepare our next generation to handle similar situations? Isn't that what books are supposed to do? To prepare for life by exposing the possible, learning from the past. She is the other, an author, and our own. Thank you, ma'am, for being here today. We wish more power to your creed. Thank you. And without further ado, can we please have uh, Ms. Parwanand on the screen, please? Now the treat begins. So, <laughs> I think, okay. So, ma'am, I'm here, and I heard the uh, first and foremost, Thank you very much for being with us today evening. I think Manan has sent in a question. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Manan, please. Good evening, ma'am. I'm Manan. I'm nine years old. I study in class fourth, Ryan International School in Delhi. I like reading your books. 
the the secret idea of the world was genius and being gandhi the words like geniusity and boring sun gave me a good laugh i would like to say that there isn't a person who hates reading it's just that they haven't discovered their right book yet it's photo at book day was born free the one for you yeah um great question manan and uh, you know i wasn't a good reader when i was young as a child i didn't like to read i felt it was a waste of time i felt that it was um i wanted to be in on the action and not reading about other people's having been in on the action and but i came from a house of readers and we had this one hour during the evening when you'd finished your homework you'd been out to play whatever everything but um we were um and for one hour we had to read my father and mother and you were quiet at that time and of course there was no social media there were no mobile phones so phones weren't ringing so just by force i used to go to the that they were open book shelves in the sense that uh, uh, uh children us we could access any book so i picked up born free it's not a children's book but why i connected with it was that i was very interested in wildlife and what i felt immediately was this is what i want to do this is who i want to be i want to be joy adams um and i want to have a lioness called elsa and so it was my life and i wanted to read more and more so then i got hold of the next two books in that series one is called uh living free and forever free um i loved it i was so moved by these books uh and it converted me to a reader my other interest besides uh, theater plays i was an actor from a very young age and um i started picking up adult play scripts uh, books that were lying there on our shelves so there was a very famous uh, a german playwright called bertolt brecht and i read them all tennessee williams and all when i was 11 12 years old and it was um i made of it what i could i was never meddling but it did hurt me and it um, and i was very happy to be on path of reading after that soon after that i started making up my own stories as well So yes I wow, totally that's... agree with you that the right book in every hand um what I like to read you may not like to read uh and what you're reading and Very loving fun. reading maybe doesn't connect with me uh but you just have to have an exposure to books I think that's the key and i'm going to say it oh, bar 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 through this evening that you have to have access to book only then will you know that you which book you want and which book you want to write uh, or, or which book you want to read um if you had no access to cricket 
and no bat, no ball, you wouldn't know that you liked cricket, isn't it? You would think that, I know what this is. Similarly to everything, if you didn't have access uh, to a guitar, you wouldn't know that you wanted to play. Same thing with books. You've got to have the access, then you'll know whether you like reading. Fair enough if you don't. But if you don't like reading, that's that's fine. But if you do, you've got to find the books that are going to excite you. Absolutely. I guess that makes perfect sense. Uh, because that is something that all of us feel that if you find the right book, because all of us are different. We all have different ideas. We all like different things. And therefore, I think, yes, we should like different books also. So why the same trope should be repeated for each and every one of us? I think Arya is back now. Can you unmute Arya so that he can continue with his questions? I don't think he was done showing his pimples. <laughs> yeah, so as I was saying, uh, my name is Arya Pandey and I have quite a few pimples. So... I was wondering how you came up with the idea for the character of Pimply Panda, even without meeting me. <laughs> I met me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I met me. I, <laughs> I grew up with the most terrible pimples. I had what I used to call uh, uh, the uh, three yolk egg, uh, three fried egg pimples. You know, the ones with three pussy things on it. And I was wall to wall, like ear to ear, forehead to chin, full of pimples. And uh, so I have a deep love and empathy for pimples. I know what you're going through. And um, yeah, but if you see, I don't have pimples now. So there's hope. <laughs> so my characters... Uh, so my characters are sometimes based on something that I have been through. Um, the I was never a genius. I was never a, um, you know, I was never thought to be much good at anything. Uh, but I find myself in my characters and then I find the character in me and I become my character. As I'm writing, I am the person I'm writing about. So I'm not Paro writing about Pimply mm -hmm. Banda, and I'm not Paro writing about Omar or, um, or Chandrasekhar from being Gandhi. I am that person while I'm writing it, which makes me a very difficult person to live with. And I really have to thank my family for being ever patient. Sometimes when I'm very crabby and in a bad mood and I'm behaving a little weird and my family asks, are you writing another book? And I say, yes. And they say, oh no. But they put up with it. <laughs> okay. So there goes Arya. There is hope for you yet. I hope you are feeling hopeful. Uh, I think the third person who's on our list is Sana. Sana, are you there? Hi, Zana. Good to see you. I am Pandi Rao. I study in 8th grade in Shikshantar. So first of all, I want to start by saying how much I love your book titles. For me, I'm a person who actually cannot start reading a book if I don't like this title. 
and like if the title is dull, not reading the book, but your titles are so eye-catching, so striking. And that's one of the reasons that I want to read all your books. And you you start reading a book and it's even brilliant than the title. My question to you is, they say that to become a reader, one of your parents must be a reader. You being a reader and a worldwide celebrated author, do you did you make this maxim come true? I mean, are your children also readers? Uh, first of all, I don't know. I don't think I'm a worldwide celebrated author. I wish I was. <laughs> but um, I think up as they grow up in their homes, in their schools, wherever, need to see people reading and people reading for pleasure, right? Not not just a, um, not just textbook or a workbook or a uh, um, or a newspaper, but just reading a book that's for the fun of reading. And I think the more a child grows up around books and around readers, the more chance they have to um, to be a healthy reader. Again, I'm going to draw a similar kind of analogy than I did uh, earlier. And that is that if a child grows up around healthy eating, um, they're more likely to be healthy eaters. If they're growing up around samosas and parantas, they're more likely to be doing that as their meal. So um, I think it's the same thing with reading. And yes, my children are readers. In fact, my my son, when he was in class four, uh, went to his school library because he had read an, uh, one of the Asimov books and he really loved it. In class four, he went to the uh, library to get another Asimov. Also, I think to show off a bit that I read Asimov, uh, but he couldn't reach the uh, the index cards, you know, in those pull-out drawers. He couldn't reach it because he was short, like me. And um, so he asked the uh, the librarian if she could give a, give him a muda or something to stand on. And um, she said, "What book are you looking for?" And he he said, "Asimov." And she said, "No, no, you're too young for Asimov. You shouldn't be reading Asimov." I hadn't stopped him from reading it. So he just came home. And when we went next to a bookstore, he bought the Asimov books. He read some, he found some too difficult, and that's fine. Um, the question of choice, the question of access, I would quickly tell you another little incident that happened. I was at a bookstore buying some books, um, and the there was a young boy who came in, I think he might have been about four or five years old, came in with his mother and he had got some money for uh, for Rakhi. And he was very, he came in very excited and was like, can I buy this book? Can I buy this book? And she kept turning to him and saying, do you think it's an age appropriate book? He's four or five years old. So he would look at her I'm sure he didn't know what age appropriate meant, but looking at her face, he knew it wasn't. So he would put down the book. Then he picked up another, then put it down, and it went on for a few times until finally she chose a book for him. He made a very sad face, 
and when they were leaving the bookstore, his shoulders were slumped and he was going, and guaranteed he was not going to read that book. Whereas if he had bought one of those other books and it hadn't been age appropriate, he would have left it, but he would have at least tried it. It would have, He would have tried it harder because it was his choice. So that's one. My grandchildren, and I have three, my uh, one of my grandsons is in Shikshanta, actually, and uh, they love to read. And when somebody comes over and they want to show off to them, they don't bring out their toys and all, they bring out their books. And they're still pre-readers. They're not yet four-year-olds, but they love books, they know books. And if you're, you know, in a hurry past bedtime and they're needing to get to sleep and you're trying to flip some pages and reach the end quickly, they say, no, 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 you left, you left that book out. You left that story out. Um, so again, you've got to read, you've got to have easy access for the little ones. We have bookshelves, which they can pick out every book they want. Um, uh, so yeah, readers, readers make readers. It doesn't mean that if your parents are not readers, you cannot be, um, uh, sort of strike out and make your own path too. That's also possible. Anything is possible. That is a wonderful thought. I think the next in line is Suvir Mendiratta. Good evening, ma'am. My name is Suvir Mendiratta. I'm from class five in Lotus Valley International School. And my question is, from guiding your kids to read and guiding your the next generation, your grandkids, did you have to make any changes? Ah, very interesting question. Actually, Yes. When I was bringing up my own children, I think I was just so busy with being a parent that I didn't give as much mind to what they were connecting with and what they were not. Uh, I was lucky with some one, one nephew of mine who loved a book called Tinker Tanker, and he has now presented it to his own children. Um, he has become an avid car and vehicle uh, uh, maniac and mechanic. He has his own vintage cars and all. And he really feels that Tinker Tanker kind of um, guided him towards this passion. Uh, but what I've discovered in the next generation, as you very nicely put it, um, I think some of my writings, my early writings were flawed. There were mistakes in it. I think for younger children, because I wasn't writing for my children when they were very young, right? So this is the first time I'm writing for very young children, for my grandchildren and, and other kids out there. The storyline has to be much clearer. There has to be some repeated something that goes on. You know, that they, um, I think maybe I'm more on the correct path with my books for older children, but for the little ones, I think I have learned a lot from, from my grandchildren on how to write. 
Yeah. I guess that's the reason why they say child is the father of man. But um, yes, okay. absolutely. I think we all learn a lot from our children, and that is an amazing realization because uh, children always have a very fresh perspective. Something which I think with time we all started getting a little jaded in our views. But children always have such amazing fresh perspectives. It's it's a wonderful realization. <laughs>